0: You had the power all along, my dear. Okay, does anybody know where that quote's from? Raise your hand. Come on, I could see you. You had the power all along, my dear. Yeah, that's right. Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz*. My wife saw that quote like a month ago, and I, and I wrote it down. I put it in my purple folder. So I knew one day I was going to use it, and this is the day. So, dear friends in the Spirit, 111, how are you? This is episode five, and the theme is the power of your soul. I'm going to read a little something from Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S, Mice, Miss, I think it's a Miss. This is received from daily practice, sacred reading, and meditation. Looking upon another human being with kindness and compassion and not judgment. It's a profound act of service, and though such a form of service lacks for whistles and bells, this expression of service comes from truly understanding the power of your soul. Dun, 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 dun. So how was your week? I know um, I'm recording this on nine twelve, the day after 9-11. And at the end of this, I'm going to do a little remembrance, a little reflection on 9-11. But today's talk is called The Power of Your Soul. So I hope there's something in this talk, even just a little snippet that will help you. I'm going to read a quote. I looked in temples, churches, and mosques, but I found the divine within my heart. That's from Rumi. Rumi, 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 R-U-M-I, Almighty God, everlasting, good, eternal spirit, maker of all things and keeper of my life. Thou art all from Ernest Holmes. So I'm going to read now the little reflection. If you hear the word I, it's not me, it's the writer, but I'll throw in my two cents at the end. There is a great invisible something that knows who you are, loves you without condition, and wants only your highest happiness. You get to decide what he, she, it looks and feels like. Your higher power is personal to you. You may have been emotionally beaten up by an idea of a judgmental God that may or may not love you depending on how good you were. If that's true, I'm sorry. That's someone else's view of God. It needn't be yours. For the first 50 years of my life, I was an atheist. Then in a moment of a awakening, I had a personal experience of the God of my understanding. An energy of love, peace, joy, comfort and protection. From experience, I learned that somehow this presence knew what I needed, even when I was such a mess that I had no idea what end was up. I got enough courage to walk through my fears, to say no to what I didn't want and yes to what I did, stepping out into life in a new way. Did I have any idea what I was doing? (laughs) Not at all. I quickly learned that the beloved was trustworthy. So I followed the divine direction I was given and what an adventure it is. My prayer is that these daily guides act as a catalyst for a deepening relationship with your higher own power, with your own higher power, or perhaps the beginning of something brand new. Just stay open, you're meant to be happy. And the affirmation, I am loved unconditionally by a presence that is personal to me and wants only the highest happiness. Very interesting because this this author was saying, you know, she was an atheist for 50 years. I wasn't an atheist for 50 years. I, I was born and raised Catholic and I've been a church musician since I was 12. But yeah, I guess I, I was brought up about god being a, a very judgmental god and and you know you're going to go to heaven or hell at the end of life but but through my my changes in life and learning and reading i believe i i guess i had a metamorphosis too and i believe god is a loving non-judgmental god we are the people that judge right we in our humanness we we see different things but We're talking about our soul, and our soul is perfect, okay? So let's try to get in touch with our soul. So what I'm going to read now is two different uh, readings from three minutes a day. It's called Micro Shifts, and there's part one, two, three. I think I read three, like, last week, so I'm going out of order, but this is what I felt, um, this is what we needed this week. So this is part one. Author Gary Jensen... Jansen, titled his latest book, Micro Shifts, Transforming Your Life One Step at a Time, because he knows that making small changes in the way that you live, pray, communicate with people, and communicate with God can, over time, have big, powerful results. During a Christopher close-up interview, Gary, Gary recalled a particular example. For a long time, I thought I was going through a very bad depression. I was struggling through work, struggling through life, struggling through my relationships. I got so tired one day that I actually fell asleep and got eight hours of sleep. Before that, I was getting four and a half, five, maybe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gary woke up the next morning feeling like a new man. He was energetic and hopeful than he had been in a long time. His body's weariness, he realized, had affected his mind, his soul, and his relationship with God. From that point on, Gary made made sleep a priority and discovered that his physical, mental, and spiritual health all benefited greatly. And the, uh, the prayer from Psalm 35, I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. And then it says more about micro shifts tomorrow. So I'm going to read um, part two. Just had a sip of coffee. The power of one percent. That's one of the ideas that author Gary Jansen addresses in his book, Microsoft's MicroShifts, transforming your life one step at a time. During the Christopher closeup interview, he explained each of us has 24 hours a day, one thousand four hundred and forty minutes. What if you just took one percent of your day? That's 14 minutes and 24 seconds. Can you set aside 15 minutes of dedicated time to pray to God in a new way or spend time with your spouse or exercise? Another major player in Gary's approach to micro shifts is St. Ignatius Loyola and his spirituality that searches for God in all things. Gary said, if there was garbage on the street, St. Ignatius would say, Where's God in the garbage? We can find God in sunsets, in flowers, in times when we feel in love with people and the work that we're doing. But what about those times we're going through the garbage of life? How do we find God in that? Once I started trying to find God in all the good stuff and all the bad stuff too, that was transformative. And from Jeremiah 29, verses 13 to 14. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. Isn't that so interesting, dear friends in the spirit? Finding God in the garbage also. And, you know, not literally, I guess not literally, you know, going through the garbage, but the garbage of your life. The the things that aren't always that good, Right. We all, we all have it. And I always like to say, you know, try to see the light in the darkness, you know, and try to see the good and the bad. And, and, and always try, you know, you try to stay as positive as possible. And I know life has its ups and downs and, and all that sort of stuff. But I try to remain positive. I try to see good in things in life. And when I'm not, I try to stop and I go within and I just put my... Hand on my, my heart, on my chest, and I try to go within. Um, I have a little crystal on my, around my neck also, so I hold my little crystal. And also, underneath my shirt, I have a crucifix and a miraculous medal. So, I'm covered. I'm covered with all different <laughs> things um, on my body. I'm going to receive uh, read this from dailyword.com unity. It's called Guidance. I am directed by God's perfect guidance. Just as all of life moves forward toward the good, my life is being drawn ahead, guided by spirit within. I pause to still and center my mind and open to a new direction. My spiritual intuition guides me along a purposeful course. I feel assured by this divine guidance. I call upon all the knowledge I need to make the choices that are mine to make. As I move in this new direction, doors of opportunity open before me. I walk through those doors with courage, trusting my heart to lead me clearly into the next step of my soul's evolution. With the guiding spirit of God as my compass, I am fearless. My steps are sure, my heart is full and I move ahead with confidence and resolve. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. That's from John 8:12. And this is received from Neil Donald Walsh. On this day of your life I believe God wants you to know that you should never be content with so little when you could reach out for something big. Charles L. Allen asked a question about that, wondering why so many people settle for so little. You do not have to place yourself among them. The world is an abundant place, abundant with opportunity, abundant with good fortune, abundant with ideas, abundant with love. Reach into that abundance and take what is rightfully yours. It is your inheritance, gifted to you by God. Let yourself have it. Do not fail to reach for it for fear that it will not come to you. How can it come to you if you do not reach for it? Do not be content with so little. Reach, stretch for something big very interesting dear friends in the spirit because while I'm reading all these different reflections I have a stopwatch in my phone and I'm seeing all these different numbers that when I say something like really powerful the numbers like popping out to me and saying okay Ed you pay attention too and you know it's a little different doing these podcasts because I, I was used to doing the videos and seeing myself and I could kind of move forward and I could do funny faces and all that sort of stuff. But now I'm just doing audio. So it's a totally different experience. But um, I hope you're still enjoying the message. I know most of you are liking the podcast because now you could listen while you're in the kitchen, cooking or working out or doing a walk or maybe in your car driving. I think there's only one person out there that misses this face. Carol, Carol, you missed my face. <laughs> so you just have to see me another Facebook post where, where I put my face in there. So this is called Living Full of God from Joel and Victoria Osteen. Isaiah fifty five twelve. 12. You shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The word enthusiasm comes from the Greek word theos. Theos is God. When you're enthusiastic, it simply means you are full of God. When you get up in the morning excited about your future, recognizing that this day is a gift, and go out with a spring in your step, pursuing your goals, passionate about life, then God will breathe in your direction. Studies tell us that people who are enthusiastic get better breaks. They're promoted more often. That's not a coincidence. When you're full of passion, you have the favor of God. Remember, God didn't breathe his life into us to drag through the day. He didn't create us in his image, crown us with his favor, and equip us with his power to just go through the motions of life. You may have had some setbacks. The wind may have been taken out of your sail. But this is a new day. God wants to breathe new life back into you. If you'll get your fire and passion back, the wind will start blowing once again. That's me doing the sound effect. When you're in agreement with God, he can cause the winds of favor to shift in your direction. And the prayer for today, Father, thank you for another day, another opportunity to praise you, and pursue the dreams you have given me. Help me to stay filled with your joy, enthusiasm, and passion each and every day. I declare I am equipped and empowered to do your will. Thank you for giving me favor and causing me to be promoted as I serve you with my whole heart in Jesus' name, amen. And the wake-up thought. My question for you is this, are you really alive? Are you passionate about life? Are you stuck in a rut, letting the pressures of life weigh you down or taking for granted what you have? You have seeds of greatness on the inside. There's something more for you to accomplish. Stir up the enthusiasm and passion and your faith will allow God to do amazing things. Remember this talk, the power of your soul. So just to help you um, with, uh, with amazing things, I am reading the last five uh, ways to prepare for opportunity from The Simply Luxurious Life, dated March twentieth, two 2013. Number 16, be productive, create, create something of value. No matter what you choose to do with your day, so long as it is in alignment with your goals, being productive will inch you one step closer to the opportunities you seek. 17, stop blaming or complaining. Hmm. Energy and time are most importantly the ability to see the opportunity is tossed aside immediately when you blame others or complain about something we don't like or understand. Eighteen, stop being a follower. There's already enough sheep in this world. Become conscious of which direction you are going and why. What type of life are you trying to lead? Are your actions and decisions today in line with the life you just described? And I love that you're following friends in the spirit, one, one, one. <laughs> but this is all about, uh, about individuality, also creating your own, your own dreams, your own passions. But we are a community also. So in any way that you could help this community, help others, um, that's a wonderful thing, right? 19, choose to initiate rather than react. By choosing to initiate, you are taking the reins and directing life. You may not know how today's particular scene will play out, but at least you are choosing to lead rather than follow or to be a spectator. And number 20, make your own rules. If the rules aren't working working for you and the opportunities are not revealing themselves, do something different and keep your eyes open. That's what I'm doing with this podcast, right? Dear friends in the spirit 111. I've been on Facebook doing these videos for several years, and then things have been happening and they just haven't been posting or they haven't been reaching other people. And so I had to change the rules and do something differently. And there's a possibility that access more K love might take these podcasts. And if they do, I mean, the couple thousand of people that hear this now might change to bigger numbers. So God's holy will. But I'm trying on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I'm trying to do different things to to try to find my passion, be creative. Also, you know, spend time with my family and being helpful. School is starting up for my two daughters next week. So there's a little tension, a little, you know, um, apprehension, I think the word, you know. But um, God is good, and and they're going to be healthy, and everyone in the school is going to be healthy and safe. And good things are coming, right? They're going to be able to socialize again. And today we're going to the mall, We're doing a little back-to-school, a little shopping. And then the rest of the day, we'll just kind of figure it out. So I'm going to read this one quote from you, Alan. Jumping at several small opportunities may get us there more quickly than waiting for one Big one to come along. That's great advice, right? A little bit at a day. I remember there was uh, some type of saying, how do you eat an elephant? And people said, well, I can't eat an elephant. An elephant's huge. And the answer is one bite at a time. <laughs> All right, so dear friends in a spirit, as we know, yesterday was 9-11, if you're listening to this um, Saturday on the 12th. And I'm going to read a a little reflection that was received um, actually on September 10th, the day before, from Three Minutes a Day, Christopher Books. Moving forward after 9-11. On September 11th, 2001, Janet Alonso died in the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center. Her husband, Robert, would now have to raise their two-year-old daughter, Victoria, and the baby boy, Robbie, who had Down syndrome by himself. Robert gave up running his family pizza business in order to focus on his children. He told American Story author Bob Dotson, I owe it to my children to be around. If I buried my grief in work, my kids will lose both their parents. Robert made sure to share experience of joy with Victoria and Robbie. Even silly things like jumping on the back of a grocery cart with the kids inside and rolling them through the supermarket parking lot. Robert said, when kids smile, the terrorists lose. The people who killed Janet want to destroy our happy lives. They lost, we won. After 9 11, Robert taught his children to treat every moment like an unopened gift. I don't want to be the rain cloud in my family, he said. I want to give my kids the incentive to do things and go forward. And from Revelation 21 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. And a little prayer help the grieving move through their pain, Redeemer. Now it's interesting when I you know, I read these every morning, you know, while I'm getting ready for work. And I know Robert. I know Rob. And I know his daughter Victoria and I know Robbie. Unfortunately I never met Janet. Um but after after this happened after nine eleven, um Rob was the the softball coach for my daughter, Olivia. So I knew his daughter, Victoria. So I guess um, she was two years old at 9-11. So down the road, it could have been like 10 years later is when I met him. But what a great person he is. Always smiling, always happy. He used to lift weights too. So he had this, you know, big, strong physique. And, and his son, Robbie, was always happy and smiling. And Rob, dad always with them and always helping them and always doing stuff in the community and volunteering and sports and traveling. And I, I remember one time Jessica Mendoza, she's a retired pro all-star softball outfielder. And now she's an ESPN broadcaster. She was on GMA a while ago and Soon as she was there, I thought of Victoria and I said, Hey, Jessica, can you make a a little video, you know, because Jessica's going to college and you know, and doing softball. And she did, she did a little iPhone video, and we sent it to Victoria. And she was so happy and Rob was so happy that I thought of her. So dear friends in the spirit, even in the pain, even in tragedy, even in loss, even in difficult times. You have to try to find that light, try to find that happiness, try to help each other, try to be there for each other. Um, The power of your soul, right? You know, in our humanness, we see all the different difficulties and problems and sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. Trust me, (laughs) I get up early in the morning and there are times I just don't want to get up. And even Saturday mornings when I do these talks, there are times, I mean, this is a lot, a little bit of pressure and a little bit of stress, Um, but I wake up, I get ready, i make my cup of coffee and I do this. And, but the power of your soul, the power of my soul is to do things to, to help others. And friends in the spirit, 111, we are a community of friends. Even though a lot of us might not know each other face to face, but through these podcasts and through Facebook and through Messenger and through emails and and text, um, there is a community. And we are here for each other and we do help each other and send prayer requests and send out good thoughts. And if you're ever aware at 11.11 11 in the morning or one eleven in the afternoon, stop and say a little prayer or send out a good thought. For all our friends in the spirit 111. Um, I try to do that every single day. And there are some times that I'm busy and and I miss it. But I know there are other friends in the spirit that send out reminders. So there's a wonderful, wonderful community. And I hope if this is your first time listening to this podcast that you join us. If you'd like to be part of a, a, a daily little prayer thing... Send me a comment or a message. Uh, Find us on Facebook, Friends in the Spirit 111. And we have a couple prayer groups that we send out little daily reflections and then people share little things. So um, don't forget to share your faith with family and friends. Cue the Spirit. Stay blessed and a blessing. Thank you.